0: Well, Travis was a, uh, a Las Vegas pimp uh, when I first met him. He was kind of new to the, the career, uh, but he had gotten a bunch of girls to work for him really quick. Uh, Warren was a hardcore atheist. He hated uh, even the idea of God or anyone who believed in God. His job uh, was he, he is a fire-breathing evil clown in a Las Vegas horror show. And so he just, uh, he intimidates and scares people for a living. Here's how I met Warren. Uh, He heard about this new church that was starting in his city, Las Vegas, and he got this idea that he could kill the church. He thought it's a new church, there won't be that many people, the people won't be that committed to it, and so his plan was to show up, to sit in the middle of the room, and in the middle of the service, when the guy gets up to to preach, when the preacher goes up there, to stand up and just start cursing, maybe throw some punches, to to make it bad enough and disgusting enough that everyone's like, I'm not going back. It's a pretty good plan. The only problem was, I was the preacher. (laughs) Man, guys, I am so excited to be here. I can't even tell you how grateful I am for this church. And it's so cool to finally uh, be with you. As uh, they said earlier, my name is Vince Antonucci. And you may know that I am the pastor of Verve Church in Las Vegas. Uh, You may not know that I am like one of the last people you'd ever imagine uh, would be a pastor. Uh, My mother is Jewish. My father was a professional poker player in Las Vegas. They took me to church never, uh, never. I, I never went to church my whole life growing up. Uh, I uh, never had anyone invite me. Never had anyone mention Jesus. And, and so growing up, I knew nothing about God or Jesus or Christianity Uh, When I was 20 years old, it was the the Easter morning of my sophomore year in college, and I was waiting for my girlfriend uh, in my dorm room. She was late as usual, and so I turned on the TV. We only had three channels uh, in our dorm room, and every channel had on uh, what I consider to be a dumb religious show. And I would have just turned the TV off, but the last channel I hit looked uh, potentially comical. It was this really old man, like old, and he was sitting like this in this big red leather overstuffed chair. He was just kind of like sunk down in it, and I was like, what is this guy? And so I left it on for a second, and he started talking. I'll never forget what he said. Um, He said, now, we've been discussing the last week of Jesus Christ's life, and today we're going to talk about, and then he named something from Jesus' life that I don't remember, went right over my head. And then he said, now, most scholars believe that this event happened on the Tuesday of Jesus last week. But today, I am going to prove to you through the evidence that it actually occurred on the Wednesday of Jesus last week. That is the first thing I ever heard about Jesus in my entire life. And I thought about it for a minute, and I'm like, yeah, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I, I admit, I don't know anything about Jesus, but like Tuesday, Wednesday, I, I turn off the TV in disgust, knock on the door, went out to brunch with my girlfriend. But for the rest of the day, I could not stop thinking about that guy. I, I just had all these questions like, um, like what, what kind of evidence would there be for something that happened so long ago? And, and why did he care if it was Tuesday or Wednesday? And did anyone ever get him out of that chair? Like, just all these questions. And, and so uh, that, that night, I borrowed a Bible from my girlfriend. It was sitting on her shelf. Literally, the wrapper was still on it. She had never opened it. Someone had given it to her. And I had never touched a Bible. But, but I brought it back to my dorm room, and I opened it up, not knowing anything about it, but expecting that it would be set up like the TV guide by day and time because of the whole Tuesday-Wednesday debate that was apparently tearing up Christianity and, uh, and so I opened it. It was a student Bible. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but uh, they're designed to help teenagers get into the Bible. And so when you open it, instead of Genesis 1-1, it says, reading plans. First thing I saw. And, and so I start flipping through. It says, reading plan through Abraham's life. I'm like, Lincoln? I, I, I don't know. Uh, reading plan through Moses' life. I'm flipping through. And then I see reading plan through Jesus' life. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll do that one. I mean, let's figure this out. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Like, Let's settle this. Let's do this. And so I start reading the Bible for the first time. I expected to read like a fable. You know, I thought it would start out once upon a time. There lived a man named Jesus who did nice things for people and did miracles and had a blue ox named Babe and could lasso tornadoes. And I would, you know, roll my eyes and, and chuck the Bible. And, uh, and so I was so very surprised. Uh, when I realized that over and over, the Bible gives time and place. Over and over, the Bible said, at this time, in this place, Jesus did this thing. And and at this time, in this town, where this guy was the the governor, and this guy was the teacher, Jesus did this thing. And and I realized, man, if you give time and place, there would be evidence. Like, you could look up, there would be other historians from that time. You you could find out if this really happened. So now I'm intrigued, and I just keep reading, and... uh, and, and I realized, um, for the first time, uh, that the Bible claimed that there was a God uh, who loved me and who had sent Jesus uh, to live and to die for me, to, to uh, invite me into relationship with God and to go to heaven forever. I had never heard any of that. And, and I knew that I had to know. And I knew I could figure out if it was true or not, because time and place. And so I decided, man, I'm going to figure it out. And if it's true, I'll become a Christian. And if it's not true, I will spend the rest of my life making fun of Christians for believing in something that I can prove is false. And so I spent the next month, I was a pre-law major. I did end up going to law school. And so I was into that kind of thing. And I spent months studying the evidence, hoping to disprove Christianity. But... The, the evidence is overwhelming it 's just overwhelming and eventually uh, i had I just had no room left for doubt i, I knew it was true um, but but what was even more overwhelming to me uh, was just god 's heart for me like i couldn't i couldn't understand it but, like I mean the,